You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of 10 Things. All right, guys, hello and happy victory Monday. The Chiefs getting it done. That's what we like to hear on a Monday morning. Welcome into 10 Things here on the Kansas City Sports Network. I'm Haley Lewis alongside Tucker Franklin. We got a lot to break down. The Chiefs info that we got for you off the top, though, is the fact that the Chiefs won, right? They righted the wrong after that loss to the Eagles. They have bounced back with a win over the Raiders, 31-17. That was in Las Vegas on the road. Minus the first quarter tuck, it was a pretty good game. We got to see the offense start to click. We saw the defense get rolling again like they have been per usual this entire season. So let's dive into this one. But first, how, how did you feel after the game? Give me your off the off the top notes. Look, I felt good. Yeah, uh, I felt good. Love to see the defense put in a strong performance after maybe a performance that, you know, a couple drives you would like to have, have yeah, back. Yeah, but yeah. how Antonio Pierce has those Raiders, the revamped. Uh, the revamped Raiders. They've got some new energy in it. So, listen, you're not gonna you're not gonna be perfect, yeah. right? That's how life is. It's how football is. You're not gonna be perfect. But they got got a couple times. But then overall, only allowing 17 points. We we'll probably have. A, I think we got a nugget in here about that. But only yeah. allowing 17 points. Uh, pretty good win for the Chiefs. Yeah, I felt good about it. Once we got the first quarter out of the way, I felt good about it. We'll dive into that a little bit. But first, we want to thank our sponsors. Of course, we got Mission Taco Joint now three locations in Kansas City, including their new one out in Leewood at Park Place. They got the little ice skating rink going on for there. So if you need a little date night or any cutesy stuff with the kiddos, head over there. It's opening up soon. Take the kids, grab some tacos, get some drinks. Of course, you got to deal with the kids, get some more drinks. Uh, you also get 10% off your order every Tuesday. Any Kansas City area Mission Taco Joint by just simply mentioning the Kansas City Sports Network. They have also helped us with our Feed It Forward program yeah. by providing meals each month to Hope Faith Ministries, the homeless shelter in downtown Kansas City, working with them last Tuesday. Uh, or the first Tuesday of every month, I believe. And if you're interested in supporting this program, of course, you can check out the Kansas City Sports Network Foundation and get involved, which ties us into some holiday stuff we got going on, Doc. Now, Stream Mission Tucker helping us out with our uh, Sola KC holiday raffle, mm-hmm. third annual uh, holiday raffle. Make sure uh, to check that out. we got the links in the description of this podcast. You can go uh, Venmo or you can go to givebutter.com slash KCS and Soul. That Venmo is at KC Sports Network. Listen, one ticket for $20, five for $50, $15 for $100, Ooh. or 25 tickets and a special gift for $150. You can purchase those through December the 4th. We will be drawing winners immediately following the Only Weird Games podcast on uh, Monday, December the 11th. Some of those prizes, you might be wondering, we got some good stuff in here. Yeah. Lately. I don't know. I don't know if you've seen us sitting in there in the office. I have, I have eyed it. <laughs> it's good stuff. We got the Derek Johnson full-size helmet, a Travis Kelsey signed full-size helmet, uh, many helmets signed by Trent McDuffie and uh, Patrick Mahomes, Will Shields, jerseys signed by Chris Jones and George Karloftis. A new prize was actually just added yesterday oh. during the postgame show, VIP Holiday Distillery Tour 412. Okay, that place is cool. place is awesome. You will have a fun, get a DD, yes. bit up there. You will have a fun time. Because there's also another part of this, too. There's a tasting with uh, the master distiller and BJ Kessel as well. So, <laughs> Holiday Distillery Tour for 12 just added into the raffle. I love that. Uh, very exciting. They added on the post-game show last night. There's a bunch of other gift cards mm-hmm. in there, too. Third Street Social, Kingdom Bar and Grill, Schlotsky's, Mission Taco, um, Cookie Society Monthly Sampler, Capital Grill. I, I mean, you can get Chiefs tickets and a parking pass to the Christmas Day game. 
So much. Yeah. So much in here. And again, one ticket for $20, five tickets for $50, 15 for $100, and $25, plus a special gift for $150. You can purchase those tickets through December the 4th uh, at our Give Butter page, givebutter.com slash KCS and Soul, or Venmo KC Sports Network. So right. all great stuff we got cooking up. Grandma, I know you're watching. This is what I want for Christmas. <laughs> raffle tickets. I want you to get some raffle tickets. Uh, but yeah, those are amazing prizes. And of course, going to a good cause, as always. Holiday Distillery, I know we just talked about them again, but they always have the little cutesy pop-up kind of yes, style do. up there. So, that I mean, that's a, an incredible, incredible gift. Um, but yeah, let's roll into it, right? Yep. So, wonderful things coming up with the holidays. Another gift for you at the end of November is at the Chiefs one. So, yes. there we go. We're going to start with a record that was set on Sunday. It's good old Andy Reid. Andy Reid, one of one. Chiefs head coach Reid now joins 125 regular season wins as a head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs, he broke the previous tie with head coach Hank Stram, most regular season wins by a head coach in franchise history. Reed also is the all-time winningest head coach in Philadelphia Eagles history. He joined Dan Reeves, with, who was with the Broncos and the Falcons, Tom Coughlin, who was with the Jags and the Giants, Tony Dungy with the Bucks and the Colts, and only four coaches to rank in the top two in all-time wins for two different NFL franchises. That is impressive. He is now the winningest coach for two different franchises, the, or franchises, the only coach in NFL history yeah. to do so. If you have followed all of that, all you need to know is that Andy Reid is the GOAT. He is. He's uh, boss. To be the only NFL head coach to have the most franchise wins for two franchises mm-hmm. is incredibly impressive. Looking at the Chiefs record book when it comes to coach wins, uh, he has 125, Hangstrom 124, and then Marty Schottenheimer has 101, and then there's like yeah. a cliff, and it's a real fall off with Dick Vermeil 44 <laughs> at, at number four, Marv Levy at number five with 31 wins. Yeah, uh, but an incredibly storied history at both of those teams. And if you think about it that way, like teams that go back a ways, and he's at the top of both of them. Very impressive. Kind of wish he would have been able to get it done against the Eagles. I know. Uh, that would have been. Oh, I know. The script writers kind of fumbled the bag on that one, truthfully. But uh, yeah, so, Jason wins sometimes. That's true. That's kind of the script too. It's right? it's been a minute since I think the Chiefs beat the uh, the, the Eagles beat the Chiefs. I think it it's 05, I think. Oh, really? Like yeah. Um, that probably should have brought that up for last week's show. But uh, anyhow, that's okay. Um, yeah, 125 wins for Andy Reid, and it seems like he just got here. Uh, so that's kind of uh, kind of crazy to think about. But uh, Andy Reid, the GOAT, as you said. Yeah, what he's been able to do here in Kansas City is just unmatched. And the fact that they were able to go out, chase him down, get that interview. Uh, I think even BJ just tweeted that out. That was the best thing that the Hunt family ever did. <laughs> They've done a lot of great things, but bringing Andy Reid to Kansas City was the start of getting a player like Patrick Mahomes to come to Kansas City. And now we have the... I hate to even say, I mean, people are so on on people about saying the word dynasty, but mm-hmm. this is, this is if they can continue to win, if they go to the Super Bowl again, even I mean, they don't even have to win, but if they go again, this is, you, you can't deny that a dynasty is being built between Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. I mean, if they host the AFC Championship game again, kind of. You're right, you're right, you're right. Like, I'm they, giving, I'm putting the bar too high. You're right. If they, if they go to another cha- AFC Championship, I think that's just, that's enough, but like hosting just, it again. Like, as I miss Super Bowls, you might as well just keep going. Yeah. <laughs> the bar is so high that you just assume it's going to happen. Can I talk about Travis Kelsey? Yeah. If it doesn't pertain. In parentheses. <laughs> not Taylor Swift. I was talking yes. about Travis Kelsey, but not for Taylor Swift. Travis Swift. Uh, Taylor Swift. 
Uh, he collects 11,000 yards in his career. Yeah. Travis Kelsey surpassed 11,000 receiving yards with a 27-yard catch from Patrick Mahomes in the second quarter. In 154 games, Kelsey becomes the fastest tight end to surpass 11,000 receiving yards in NFL history and the 17th fastest player, regardless of position, to eclipse 11,000 yards. There's a lot of nuggets that we're going to dive into with Travis Kelsey. Yeah. Travis Kelsey's section is pretty lengthy because he was also the fastest tight end to reach the 10,000-yard mark. Uh, besting uh, Tony Gonzalez' mark of 177 games by completing the feed in 140 games. Kelsey's career scrimmage yards total is now 11,090, making him the only player in franchise history to amass 11,000 yards from scrimmage. Previously, Kelsey was the third player in franchise history to reach 9,000 career scrimmage yards and just the second to reach 10,000. He passed Gonzalez's 10,954 yards for the franchise record, further extending his lead um, on Sunday. And I still got another paragraph to read about this, Haley. <laughs> okay, go on. F- finish, finish the meat of this, and yes. then we'll get into the potatoes. There we go. He also now has more than 11,000 combined yards of offensive yards and special teams yards. He joins Dante Hall as the only other player in franchise history with more than 11,000 combined yards. Kelsey totaled 91 receiving yards tonight, or on Sunday, yeah. on six receptions. The, the comparison for the longest time, okay, obviously Kelsey has far surpassed Tony Gonzalez. But the comparison for the longest time was, would he be, you know, would he be able to pass, surpass him? Would he be able to surpass Gronk? Would he be able to keep up with Kittle? All these different things. And he's proven all those. But what I see when I look at a guy like Tony Gonzalez, who's had a wonderful, you know, career. I mean, everyone has their hiccups in their career, but uh, he's had a phenomenal career. He's now on TV doing a great job as well as a personality. You see Travis Kelsey and he is playing in the NFL and also in the pop culture world, I know I said not to talk about Taylor Swift, but he's already transitioning into his post-career, football career lifestyle already, and he's simultaneously continuing to get it done on the field. I I mean, I feel like this is a guy we're going to be talking about for years and years to come because it looks like once his career is over, he's rolling right into Hollywood. And it's going to continue to be a personality that we will see and talk about for years and years to come. What he's done on the field is phenomenal. It's undeniable. Um, The man, in in NFL years, the man is old. And he's crushing it. I mean, you you thought, we'd said this years and years past, like the past couple of years, he's got to deteriorate. Like his body's got to give out at some point. I mean, the beating that these guys take and the fact that he's been able to do that and also have a career and continue to build on that, it's... It's impressive. Whoever his PR manager is and whoever his physical therapist is, great job. They are doing Keep really good. There are some moments, I think this year more than any year, so I've watched Travis Kelsey do his little shake move and think. That is quick. Yeah. Not not quite to the to what yeah, we expect yeah, yeah, it yeah. to be. Usually he can gain a little bit, maybe five, ten more yards after it, but now it's yeah. just like three. Maybe four yards. Yards after catch, they're dwindling. They are. They're getting smaller. But I was just looking at some of the just like the the record books for, yeah. for the Chiefs. You know, Travis Kelsey's going to grow his lead over in the most career receiving yards. I thought that one was going to be really hard for Travis Kelsey to get. Truthfully, when we were talking about this yeah. maybe three years ago, I'm then thinking, man, that's a lot of yards he's going to have to get. And now we're talking about him surpassing it. Uh, yards from scrimmage as well, uh, kind of incredible. What do you just talk about the eleven thousand ninety surpassing Tony Gonzalez, only Chiefs Chiefs player to have eleven thousand yards from scrimmage? Yeah, and then just talking about just like combined yards with special teams. right, 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 right. Like 
11,090, he's not getting many yards in special teams. So, like, that again, when you're talking about just taking all the yards that anyone can get and putting them together, Travis Kelsey is still out there. Like, he's he's still the top, even though he's really only doing one of those facets. He's still at the top. Uh, he's got a ways to catch Dante Hall. Dante Hall has 12,359 right. or 56. Different position. Different. different. Very different. When <laughs> different plays. At, when looking at all of it. But 17th fastest uh, to 17th fastest to 11,000 career receiving yards. Yeah. Incredibly impressed from Travis Kelsey. Yeah. And he's continued to impress. Um, so I will, you know, one day we're going to be talking about this in the rearview mirror and it's going to be like, I don't think we appreciated how incredible this player was, even though we're hyping him up. Let's talk about another player like that. His bestie, good old Patrick Mahomes. National or not national national media is pretty kind to him, I feel like, but it's always the other fans in the NFL who just want to tear him to shreds. And it's like, well, here's my new fact to put it up against your little Twitter rant. Here we go. Patrick Mahomes moving up. With a start against the Raiders, Patrick Mahomes has started now 45 consecutive regular season games as the QB, the second most consecutive games by any QB in franchise history. That's breaking a tie with Lynn Dawson. Never heard of him? I haven't either, but I heard through the grapevine he might be awesome. Yeah. All right, throughout his Chiefs career, Mahomes has now tallied 27,158 passing yards on over 2,200 completions with 213 touchdown passes. That is good for 100 and 4.5 QB rating. His 27,158 passing yards in his first seven seasons ranks the fourth most in the league history. That's in the league. We're not talking franchise anymore. His 298 passing yards on Sunday moved him past Derek Carr to claim the fourth spot of most passing yards in a player's first seven seasons. Not done, Tucker. Not done. With his two touchdown passes on Sunday, Mahomes now has 66 career games with at least two passing touchdowns. Dan Marino is who he is now surpassing for the most games in a player's first seven seasons. This was Mahomes' eighth multi-touchdown pass game of the season, and everyone is saying he's trash and broken and not working. There's your facts. Belks are facts. That one was really impressive. We're still getting uh, fastest pace for Patrick Mahomes in a lot of these stats. It's the seventh season in the NFL. Bro, still getting, he's been here. He's still getting fastest <laughs> to do this. Like, if you look at it, I'm looking at the record book right now, the NFL record book. Patrick okay. Mahomes obviously at the top with the uh, most multiple passing touchdowns, as you said. In the yep. first seven seasons, he has 66. Dan Marino has 65. It took him 101 games. It took Patrick Mahomes 10 whole games less. Uh, than Dan Marino to get 66 multiple passing touchdown games. Looking at even the most passing yards the first seven years, he passed Derek Carr, as you mentioned. He's only behind Dan Marino, uh, Matt Ryan, Peyton Manning. Uh, and again, as I mentioned, Dan Marino played has played in 10 more games, Matt Ryan uh, 20, yeah. 19 more games. And then you're looking at uh, 21 more games for Peyton Manning, who is at the top of that list. He's within striking distance with Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning's at 29,442. Could happen. Um, but he's gonna it's gonna need to be a pretty pretty good yes. uh effort. But I'm not gonna put it by by Patrick Mahomes. He could be number two at, on this list by the time uh, it's all said and done. But the one I was most impressed by when looking at the record book, most compressed uh, consecutive game started a quarterback for the Chiefs. Obviously, we know Patrick Mahomes had that injury that, right. that broke that streak up a little bit. Uh, he's number two. Number one streak is Trent Green, actually, held by Trent Green. Really? 81 consecutive games he started a quarterback for the Chiefs 
from September 9th, 2001 to September 10th of 2006. I was kind of taken aback by that one. I wouldn't have said that. Me either. That wouldn't have been my guess. However, Trent Green was my first ever bobblehead. I still cherish it to this day. Hey, look, we got the podcast with Trent Green out on the uh, the KCSN Stories wow. page. It's a great, it's great to hear hear his story. He went through a whole lot. There's a lot of things I didn't know about Trent Green. Yeah, then, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, no, Trent Green was the f- he's the real first quarterback that I can re- remember in my Chiefs fan. I had an Elvis Gerbach jersey, but we don't talk about him. It's uh, <laughs> type of deal. But I, he's the first quarterback that I can remember. Yeah, me too. Me too. But very cool to see again. The, the company that Mahomes' name is in is always impressive. And it's oh just, it's it's up there at the top. And it's so quick throughout his career. Um, it feels like he's been here a minute. And then other times it feels like he hasn't been here at all. Like he's just barely getting started. Um, and he is. He's he's young. He's still very young. Uh, continuing to do this. Let's talk about the other guy who is young. Uh, continuing to do a lot of great things. First time that Isaiah Pacheco found the end zone. Uh, multi-score game for Isaiah Pacheco. He kicked off the Chiefs, scoring to cut into the Raiders' lead with 6.38 left in the second quarter. Yesterday, he took a handoff for a one-yard rush into the end zone, bringing the score to 14-7. to Pacheco found himself in the end zone again off of another one-yard carry to put the Chiefs up 21-14 to in the third quarter. Now you can debate to see if he made it in the first receiving time. I think he did. Um... But we'll never know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The Chiefs might have scored two touchdowns on that drive, and Isaiah Pacheco might have scored three touchdowns, uh, two by himself on that drive. But yesterday's multi-touchdown game was the first of his career. He now has five rushing touchdowns on the season and 10 for his career. This is a note that I thought was really interesting. His 10 rushing touchdowns are tied for fifth most in franchise history for a player across their first two seasons. Um, And with five rushing touchdowns already this season, Pacheco has tied his season total from his rookie year. Pacheco led the ru- the rushing charge uh, yesterday with 55 yards off 15 rushes, two touchdowns, and he had five receptions for 34 yards in the passing game as well. Great day for Isaiah Pacheco. When looking at those other uh, guys on that uh, rushing list here, I got it pulled up. Um, there's so many lists. Um, here we go. Tied for fifth, as I mentioned. He's tied with uh, Jack Spikes, Larry Johnson, and Niall Davis for, for 10 touchdowns uh, in their first two seasons. Abner Hayes is at number one in 1960-1961. He's got 18, so he needs eight, nine more touchdowns to break the record through the next however many games. Yeah. Possible, but it might be a, might be a pretty decent effort. Uh, the second place is 15, and then 13 to get to number four. What, what is the left five games? Five games, right? I think so. In regular season? It's week, we just got done with what? Sometimes I don't even know what day it is. We just got done with week 12, right? Yep, week 12. So, five. Five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, both yeah. like seventeen weeks, sixteen weeks, eighteen weeks. Yeah. Uh yeah, yeah. I mean the thing with Pacheco, he he had an incredible breakout season as a rookie season. And the big question for guys like that is are they gonna continue do they hit the sophomore slump yeah. or do they continue to grow? He's been an asset to them from from the start. And sure. and that's been incredible to see. Also with the fact that and now he's not in the same room, but you have a lot of wide receivers down in this game. You also don't have Jarek McKinnon in this game. Yep. Uh, and people were wondering why Clyde came in towards the end. And it, and and you look at it and you think, well, well, why not? They were up two scores, and then you have your best running back. Why why potentially risk the the injury if Clyde can handle what he needs to handle to get it done? And the Chiefs got to just stay ahead. I mean. There's no reason to risk it. That's my opinion. Now, is that yeah. exactly what Andy Reid's doing? Who knows? But Pacheco's been phenomenal. I say 
keep him healthy, keep him right. He's going to help you throughout the playoffs. Especially at a position where attrition is like the name of the game. Thank you. That's that's uh, a better way of saying it too. Yes. Like running backs miss so much time. I went back and I did this stat. I think last year, where starting running backs missed an average of three games a season last year. So if you look back at starting running backs, that's usually what you're seeing is is guys missing multiple games um, of a season. And yeah. that's what you got to be prepared going into a season to basically play your two, play your three running back, and maybe have a guy on the practice squad that you can call up every now and again like they do with Michael P. Ride. So um, very impressive effort there uh, from Isaiah Pacheco. Another impressive effort yes. from another young guy. Rashid Rice, finally. We oh, saw the game, and this is kind of where everyone was looking for the answer, and I think yeah. Chiefs Kingdom, you have found your answer. Everyone kept wondering, why are they feeding the ball more? Why does he have more opportunities? This is this. Now, he did have one drop. Well, I mean, it was, who cares? This is throw that one. <laughs> Everybody else is dropping it. Who cares? When there's only a few penalties and no turnovers, we're yeah. just going to take it and roll with it. Uh, early in the fourth quarter, Rasheed Rice caught a 39-yard touchdown pass from Patrick Mahomes, putting the Chiefs up 28-17, giving him five touchdown receptions, which is incredible. And, and I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, I think he scored the first Chiefs touchdown of the season as well. I think so. I have to check that. Rice's five receiving touchdowns this season ties him for the fifth most in Chiefs history in a rookie season. So let's look at that. Most receiving touchdowns in a rookie season. He is coming down, they said, Okay, yeah, yeah, there we go. In fifth. And so he's amongst people like Otis Taylor. Heard of him. He's done very well. Uh, right Or at six would be Tyree Kill and McCole Hardman are also tied for that sixth spot. So definitely in good company there. And then also in the Chiefs record book, most receiving yards by a rookie wide receiver in his wide receiver rookie season. Rasheed Rice coming in at five. Tyreek Hill coming in there at four. That's uh, That's nice. I love to see it. I love to see him pop off. I love to see the fact that he had confidence. Um, and I definitely think after last week's game against the Eagles that this is exactly what Chiefs Kingdom needed to see. Now we have a pair of the game's highs. 31-17 win against the Raiders. Rice had a career high of eight receptions to lead the team. That was uh, besting his previous high of five. And in addition, Rice set his new single game career high with 107 yards, marking his first 100-yard performance. Chiefs were in need of a 100-yard receiver. They were in need of one. I did look it up. You were right. Rashid Rice did score the first touchdown of uh, of the season. Shout out. He also had a pretty, I think, a pretty good PFF grade if I look it up here. You are Actually, I had it pulled up because we just tweeted it out. His PFF grade was 85.9. So he was fifth. He was fifth. Uh, Before him, Drew Tranquil, highest. Trey Smith, Mike Dana, Creed Humphrey. Rishi Rice, and then underneath Rishi Rice is Patrick Mahomes. Look, uh, Rishi had a good game, and I think it helped that uh, there were less receivers on the field, as I, much as that makes sense. Yes, it does. Also, when you have Patrick Mahomes trying to build up chemistry with these people and you constantly keep putting him on the field with seven other people, That's it's true. damn near impossible to be able to build up that rapport. Now, is that, again, not a coach, not in Andy Reid's mind, and not qualified whatsoever to say that. This is just an opinion. But maybe this is what they need is build it up with one guy. I hate to say put all your eggs in one basket, but maybe like put half a dozen yeah. <laughs> to Rasheed Rice and give the other six to Pacheco and let's roll. I'm good with that. They've, they, they're investing in these young guys. We've talked a lot about the offense so yeah. far. Like, there are some really good defensive nuggets, but a lot of records already from the offense. Yeah. A lot of good paces here. Even when you talk about Rasheed Rice and Isaiah Pacheco setting some records, moving up record boards. So 
Lots on the offensive side of the ball. We're going to talk more defense, a little more offense uh, after the break, but we'll take a break here and be right back with you. What's up, Chiefs Kingdom? This is Tucker Franklin from KC Sports Network. Thank you for listening to today's show. Make sure to follow us and subscribe for more Chiefs content wherever you get your podcast. If you want to support us further, you can shop the latest collection of KC Sports Network merch in partnership with Sandlot Goods. You can find hats, shirts, hoodies, and more at sandlotgoods.com. You can click the link in the description for more information. Hey, everyone. This is BJ Kissel. We'll get right back to the show. I just need a minute to share some important news. But as always, thank you for the support. The KCSN Foundation just launched our third annual Soul of KC Holiday Raffle and Toy Drive and it benefits Operation Breakthrough's Christmas store. This campaign has raised more than $35,000 over the past two years, helping provide a better Christmas for kids in our community. And it's simple. We sell raffle tickets for a chance to win any of the more than 20 fantastic prizes that we have available this year. It's things like a Travis Kelsey autographed full-size Chiefs helmet, or a Chris Jones autographed jersey, a George Karloftis jersey. How about a Patrick Mahomes autographed mini helmet? We've got gift cards to local restaurants like Capitol Grill, Mission Taco Joint, or Third Street Social. You can find the full list of prizes on our social media accounts, or you can click the link in the description of this show. Again, all of the proceeds go to buying presents for Operation Breakthrough's Christmas store, and you can get tickets now through December 4th. Help us continue to help others, because that's what the KCSN Foundation is all about. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. The holiday season can be a time of joy, but also extra added stress. Whether from travel, dealing with family, or financial stress, the holiday season can bring extra burden onto your life. Sometimes just having someone to talk to can help remove some of those feelings that you may have over the course of the holiday season. Therapy can be an opportunity for you to talk through some of those feelings, have a chance to make you feel extra grounded, or keep you level-headed. It can help you respond positively to situations. It can help you set boundaries, and it can help you take some weight off your chest. If you feel extra stressed this holiday season and are thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Find your bright spot this holiday season with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com KCSN today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash K-C-S-N. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back into 10 Things. We are breaking it down. The Chiefs beating the Raiders. Let's talk about Justin Watson, a guy who we didn't think was going to be the number one wide receiver for the Chiefs, but has shown up and he showed out. Who would have thought Justin Watson, number one wide receiver? Uh, You listen, he found an open space in the end zone, scoring a three-yard touchdown pass from Patrick Mahomes. Mm -hmm. And uh, paired with Harrison Buckers, converted PAT. The touchdown brought the game level up 14-14 with just 25 seconds left to play in the first half. It is the second straight week Watson has made a trip to the end zone, giving him two touchdowns on the season, four receiving touchdowns since joining the Chiefs in 2022, and six touchdown catches for his career. Um, he got, he got, I've never seen him get feisty. He did get feisty. And I loved it. There was a penalty. Who cares? I was fine with it. Yeah, I was, I'm good with that too. Getting after uh, the guy who knocked him down at the line of scrimmage. Who that was? Uh, who the defender was? But he probably wasn't important enough to remember, truthfully. So, um, hot take. Yeah, I, I've been on the. I've been tongue in cheek saying that Justin Watson has been wide receiver one for a while now. <laughs> my tongue firmly planted in my cheek when I when I usually say that. <laughs> But he's been able to to get open, and that's been the big part. A couple good big plays. You know, in the Minnesota game, he had a couple good catches uh, there, but he seems to be there when Mahomes needs him. Now, I would love to see Rasheed Rice take that mantle from Absolutely. him a little yep. bit, but uh, for Justin Watson being a, if he can get to like a third, maybe even fourth option for the Chiefs, I think that's a good spot for him to be in. I think he had a drop last week, but outside of that, and I'll have to go back and actually look, I don't think he's had any type of issues this season. Also, you got to remember, this is a guy who came from the Bucs. He also played alongside Tom Brady. He's used to elite-minded quarterbacks, and he seemed to really seamlessly fit his first year in with the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, and he's just continued to be. Now, he is he going to be what Rasheed Rice will probably be one day? No. I mean, he probably already would have been that by now, but he's going to be a solid guy that you can depend on and always count in being in the right position like he's right. gonna be where he's supposed to be that's something that the chiefs have needed needed like a dependable guy um and again you don't usually see him get very fired up also in interviews he's very even keeled very reserved seems to be a very conservative kind of guy right yeah uh and he got a little chippy there and you see Mahomes go in and separate them but yeah i mean fire up for your team get it done i i, I love the role that he plays and if he continues to be that guy who can you know, be where he needs to be when Mahomes doesn't have the other option. Absolutely. Great. Um, Should we talk uh, about the defense now? Yeah, okay. I was like, we are rambling. We, we have been, we've been going hard on the offense. And I know I know people want to hear about the that defense, was, but let's, see, let's hear about it. Okay, so Chiefs defense, they hold the Raiders to under 24. Now, this is the stat that you were talking about in the beginning mm-hmm. of when we kicked things off. The Chiefs defense allowed just 17 points in Sunday's victory over the Raiders. This marks the 11th straight game 2023, when the defense held their opponent to 24 or fewer points. Wow. 24 or fewer points. This streak of 11 consecutive games is the fourth longest streak in Chiefs history to start a season. Dating back to week 15 of the 2022 season, that was a good year, Uh uh, the Chiefs have not allowed fewer than 24 points in 15 straight games, tying for the fifth longest streak in Chiefs history. 
the fact that we are talking about the Chiefs and talking about the defense like this is mind-boggling. Right? It's probably very mind-boggling to our parents. They probably never thought we would be talking about this. But the Chiefs' defense is good. You can't deny that anymore. National media can't deny that anymore. The rankings aren't denying it anymore. The stats are now proving what we've been seeing week in and week out. Spags is getting it right. He is. And looking at the Chiefs record book for this, um, I forgot to throw this in the sheet. It's, uh, it's hum- do you have the record book on tap? Yeah. I do. Okay. That's what I'm yeah, yeah. I I do. Like, you've had a lot of I, I forgot to put it in the sheet, but uh, the most games to start a season allowing 24 or fewer points uh, was in 1991. Good defense that year. Pretty good team that year. We both weren't here. Uh, we both were not here. And it was 14 games. So the Chiefs wow. only have three more games to tie the record and as most most games to start a season allowing 24 or fewer points. In terms of most consecutive games allowing 24 or fewer points, they're at 15 right now. As you mentioned, they're tied for fifth. If they get to 16, they'll be tied for third. And then they've got to get to 22, uh, to 23 to break the record, 22 to tie it. Uh, that was uh, from 1989 to right, So that's the next season thing. Because we yes. did the math and the math said only five games. <laughs> right. So they can, that at most, they can get to number two. Okay. At a sole possession of number two. We were just talking about 1991. You know a guy who wasn't here in 1991? Trent McDuffie. I was going to say, there's a lot of that people. That child was said. pretty much the entire team. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of people. Outside of Travis Kelsey, the entire team <laughs> was not yeah. here in 1990. Or, or, uh, wow. He was Yeah, I was about to say. Well, maybe uh, Harrison Bucker, too. I don't know. Mm, I don't know. You see that game? He might. We're going to have to do a live lookup of Harrison Bucker's age because I, I could not. Tell me the year that he was born. I'm, I'm going to tell you when Trent McDuffie was born. Harrison Bucker was... What's that year? Oh, gosh. That's a lot of dates. 1995. What? Well, Trent McDuffie was born in the year 2000. Wow. Okay, if that doesn't make you feel like a pile of crap, let me tell you something else that will make you feel worse. You have not accomplished what Trent McDuffie has. You haven't. He has continued to shine. I made a tweet. Uh, about Trent McDuffie said he deserves to be an all-pro, and it, he backed it up as uh, he recorded two tackles, both so a pass defended and a quarterback hit. With his quarterback hit today, or yesterday, he now has eight through his first two seasons, tying him for the most QB hits through a, def- through a defensive back's first two seasons in franchise history. Let me reread that again because I was kind of taken aback while I was reading it. With his quarterback <laughs> hit on Sunday, he now has eight through his first two seasons, tying him for the most QB hits through a defensive back's first two seasons wow. in franchise history. And according to PFF, Trent McDuffie logged two pressures on three pass rush snaps, recorded a 91.1 pass rush grade. His overall grade didn't, I think, reflect very well of how well he played. Yeah, he yeah. did allow the deep ball to Jacoby Myers, but like, that's who Trent McDuffie is. He's never going to be a contested. Like, he's not going to be that kind of guy. Well, also, just his size alone is a little like, sure. d- different than, than most of the quarterbacks. He is he is a bit smaller, and mm-hmm. but that's not going to be his game. Yeah, I his game say. is going to be. Uh, he's he's really taken over the role from Legarius Sneed, who was blitzing from the slot a whole lot last year. Now Trent McDuffie's doing that, and he's uh, impacting the game in different ways. A lot of people will point to that Jacoby Myers catch and be like, "See, Trent McDuffie can't do that." So number one, a great throw from uh, uh, an AOC. It was a dime. And then a great catch from Jacoby Myers. Like, not a whole lot you can do there uh, on his end. But Trim McDuffie, very impressive showing so far this season. Yeah, he's, he's been incredible. And I think he will continue to be a huge staple uh, in, the, in the Chiefs' defense. 
what he's been able to do at the young age against the talent that he's had to go up against, guys like Tyreek Hill, um, and just what he's been able to do in those situations where he's been put, you know, just just in the national tension, the spotlight that's coming on to him as well. So there's pressure that comes with that. I mean, yes, Washington prides themselves on on their DBs and what they can produce, and and he is a perfect example of that. But just because you you had that pressure in college doesn't mean it's going to necessarily translate when you go to the league. And in his rookie season, we saw that, and now he's continued to build upon that. I mean, I he was a guy that I talked to on the field after the AFC win, um, and he just was like, I said, did you ever expect to be here? And he's like, honestly, yeah. And I was like, and he didn't say it in an arrogant way, but he goes, honestly, yeah, I did expect this. Yeah. Like, this is what I, I was a part of the Chiefs. I was a part, I had the preparation. I know what I'm doing, and I'm going to continue to capitalize on it and build on that. And I'm like, all right, man, go on. Just, yeah. And then he did. Love it. I love so, that. So I, I love that. Uh, another guy who's continued to be phenomenal, good old Furious George. Yeah. George Karloftis, my man. Concerned about him in the beginning when he started because, mm-hmm. you know, was there a role for him? Was there space for him when he was working with Frank Clark, who used to be with Kansas City? You know, was he able to 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 help alongside also having Chris Jones? And and his position was kind of one of those where he came in as a rookie and it was, it was unknown. His athletic ability was something of question. And now we have just seen how he's now just, I want to say, winning pre-snap. You know, not out efforting. That's how he used to have to win because he had to out effort his opponent. And now it's like he's winning pre-snap. So on a critical third and eight late in the fourth quarter defensive end, George Karloftis brought down his former college teammate. (laughs) I forgot that Aiden O'Connell and him went to Purdue together. Brought him down for a 13-yard sack. The sack set the Raiders up in a fourth and 21. Womp, womp. They failed to convert. Womp. Giving the ball back to the Chiefs, who promptly ended the game in victory formation. The sack gave Karloftis 14 in his career, team leading eight this season. He had three solo tackles on the day, including a tackle for loss, a QB hit to go with that sack as well. That's what I was most impressed about uh, when I they were doing that. Uh, he leads in this night. Um, he's been pretty incredible. Let me pull the numbers here real quick when it comes to pressures. Uh, on the day for George Karloftis, because I think even pressures on on the season, uh, ha- he's been pretty good. Yeah, uh, he looks like he had uh, one pressure on the day, which I don't know if I necessarily agree mm-hmm. with that. Um, but only one sack for both teams, one yeah. sack apiece uh-huh. for for the Raiders, one for the Chiefs. wasn't a whole lot going on on the defensive front of things. Uh, but George Karloftis, as you mentioned. Has been winning in different ways. And yeah, I think that's yeah. been encouraging to see uh, working with Tom Bahali, too, of everything that he's been able to get going to. So very impressive. Is this growth? Uh, what, yes, he, he has. And I think that's a great sign if you're the Chiefs. Yeah. To look at your two first round picks. We were talking about the two first round picks from the 2021 draft, yeah. right? Right here and back to back plays uh, coming up really big on the defensive side of the ball. You got to hit on those if you're going to want to be successful with Patrick Mahomes and like yep. get, most, most efficiently use the money team building wise. We could do a whole podcast about team building, probably. Uh, but the most efficient use of it is hitting on those first round picks. They seem to be doing that. They seem to be hitting. Another big one, too, before we move on from the defense, uh, Haley, that I wanted to bring up, uh, this tweet from Craig Stout. He said, Devontae Adams' last catch came on a snap with 13-23 left in the second quarter against the Chiefs defense. So he had, I think he had a pretty decent day at the office, 73 yards or something like that. Yeah. Five catches, 73 yards. Didn't touch a ball for the remaining uh, is that 13, true? 23. Really? 
Yep. Wow. A good. I I, I know that look, we we did sound like such a homer saying that, but that that I mean that's incredible. The Jerry Sneed has been on this lockdown tour, you could call it, uh, just shutting down uh, number one rider wide receivers. It's the first time all season that the Chiefs have allowed a hundred yard rusher. Actually, with the, with Josh Jacobs and like, listen, it's hard to stop him. Eh, he's pretty good. Uh, I would like him <laughs> to be a Kansas City Chief, but uh, anyhow, I wanted to put that out there before we moved completely yeah. on from the yeah, defense. Yeah. I thought that was a really impressive thing. Wanted to tip my hat to uh, Lejerry Steve because he's been he's been doing really well on these number one receivers, kind of shadowing these guys. Yeah, I mean, and, and, and continued to, and has continued to also be a leader in that secondary and helping these younger guys get to where they need to be. Let's talk about when you win a game, Tucker, you got to win on all three units, right? So all let's let's phases. talk about some special teams, okay? This Harrison pretty, Bucker. This is wild. Yeah. And and I've kind of, this is, I think we're kind of... People forget this sometimes yes. too. And I know we talk about this a lot with Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey yep. being complacent. I think we're getting a little complacent with Harrison Bucker because he has been perfect this season. He went one for one on field goals, four for four on PATs in, in yesterday's 31 to 17 victory. He's now 11 games into the season and he has yet to miss a kick of any kind, extending his franchise record for games to start a season without a missed kick. He is the last remaining perfect kicker across the league this season and just the 10th kicker in NFL history to be perfect through their first 11 games of the season with a minimum of 11 attempts. Tied for seventh, uh, as as uh, has mentioned. With Where's Tucker on that? He's 12th. In 2016. So, wow. 12 games. If he goes another one, he will... All six... 16 is the record. So, realistically, he can surpass it, right? Uh, because there's now 17 games. You can put an asterisk next to it. For the, but like, fourth time, have really had to think through how many games are left. <laughs> so, so, he can, he can pass it. Most games to start a season without missing a field goal or a PAT. You have to average one field goal per attempt uh, per game. Wow. To qualify on this list. But... Perfect through 11 games. Remember last year, all we could talk about is how the ball was being held and they couldn't make a PAT, they couldn't make a field goal, they couldn't do anything. We thought that was going to be the death of this team, uh, their fatal flaw, but it's fine. By the way, we are really dumb. There are six games left. I was thinking in my head, I was like... Yeah, there's 18 weeks. Yep, and then I was like, 17 games... Uh, yeah. This is football one on one. If you want to join us, as we bring this is why we need EJ here because he can do the mental math. He we does, cannot. I do girl math. Tucker does T Swift math, and BJ does real math. I don't know if you, you can call whatever I do math, but uh, I use my calculator. So we got okay coming up Packers. That's going to be this coming weekend. Yep. The Chiefs are on the road. Then the Chiefs come back home. They got the Bills on Sunday afternoon. They then hit the road again. They take on the Patriots. They come back home. So Raiders uh, popping off on Twitter afterwards saying, we are the better team, blah, 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 blah. Well, prove it. You got another chance. Denver said that. Denver got it over on the Chiefs. So if you can do that, fabulous. We'll give you the blue star or the green, st- the yellow star, the gold yep. star, whatever. Uh, Bengals going to be at the Chiefs. That is the New Year's Eve game. And then, of course, the Chiefs are going to go to the Chargers to round things off on January 7th. So those are your six games to round off the season before the postseason comes. The Bills falling. <laughs> yes, I love that. 66. Um, Can you believe that? Because the Bills are 500. It's just insane. And then the Bengals falling as well to the Steelers. Love to see that happen. Probability of those two teams who were just a thorn in the Chiefs' side the past two seasons. Um, less and less. Probably a Miami issue. Maybe the Eagles again, um, but... I, I mean, look at the AFC. Uh, will the Ravens have enough steam? 
Will they have enough steam to get there? They're heading into their bye week right now, but... Biggest threat you see... Give me your biggest... And then we're going off topic here a little bit. That's fun. As we get ready for the postseason, your biggest threat that you see in the AFC, and then give me your biggest threat that you see in the NFC for the Chiefs to potentially face if they make it. That's really interesting because the Chiefs did just go toe-to-toe with the Eagles. Now, they didn't lose that game. They outgained them. They basically outdid them in every category Mm -hmm. besides the one that ultimately matters and the Mm -hmm. points. Yep. Um, and which is fair, you got to win games like that. But uh, I, I, the Eagles don't really worry me all that much, truthfully. The Niners? I don't know if the Niners really do that for me. Uh, maybe it is the Niners on the NFC side of it, just because we've seen what we've seen with the Eagles. Right? Yeah, we've seen them, but we haven't seen the Chiefs play the Niners since I guess last year they played them. But that was Christian McCaffrey's first game, and they're a different there's, team. There's been a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Like Brock Purdy's gotten a little bit more comfortable with yep. them. Um, there's been a lot changed since then. But, like, when you look at the AFC, the Ravens, uh, I, the team right now that I think well, it could be an interesting matchup for the Chiefs, but I don't know if they scare me. I don't know if there's a team in the AFC that I'm really scared of or worried about. Tucker uh, ain't scared? I'm not. Because Jaguar, Tuck- you beat the Jaguars already. Yeah. You beat the Dolphins already. Okay. I think the Bills are broken. I, th- I, I, I The Bengals don't have a quarterback right now. That's true disrespectful to Jake Browning, but... I mean, it's no... His play's disrespectful. So. Would they pay Burrow again? 50? Then would I... Now, so that opening kickoff of the first game of the season, if that wasn't a strategic move, I don't know what it is. Power play? Uh, anyways, it's... I'm feeling good about the Chiefs. Yeah. You're seeing that performance. Yeah. I feel, even though I hate to admit this, I feel good even about their loss to the Eagles. Um, and... They're in a good position, and I'm excited to see how it rolls out for the remaining six games of the regular season. But yeah, that taps. I guess that would be 11 things to know. The Chiefs have six games left in the regular season. (laughs) (laughs) If you guys didn't know that, we got you covered. Talk anything else you want to you want to spew off? I think that's it. Make sure to donate to the holiday raffle. Got a lot of great prizes. We're that December 4th, the last day to do that. So make sure to get your tickets. One ticket for 20, five for 50, 15 for 100. 25 in the special gift for 150. It is crazy that December 4th is coming up, by the way. Yeah, December 1st is what, Friday? That is insane. Yeah. Wasn't it New Year's Day like four days ago? Seems like it. Well, time for some new resolutions. <laughs> that's, that's all we got for you guys today. That is 10 Things. Of course, always follow us on social. And we will see you back here next week after the Chiefs hopefully finish off the Packers.